Welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Kiel Boer. I'm the teaching pastor at the Delaware campus. And uh, we are in Daniel chapter 4 today as we're kind of working our way through this Exiles series on Sunday mornings and here on the Drivecast kind of going along a few verses at a time through the first six chapters of Daniel. But Daniel 4 verse 4 Uh, Nebuchadnezzar begins to sort of recount this dream that he had, an experience that he had that uh, really fundamentally, seemingly changed his life and his perspective on who he was and on who God is, a time of great humbling in his life. And he says in verse 4, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. So what he does is he calls for all of his wise men to come in and interpret the dream for him, which is kind of funny at this point in time. This has happened uh, before, and these wise men are never of any help to him. They can never tell him his dreams or interpret it. So eventually he calls to Daniel, and he tells Daniel uh, the dreams. He says, the visions, verse 10, the visions of my head as I lay in bed were these. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, and its tops reached to the heavens, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its leaves were beautiful, and its fruit abundant, and in it was good food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the heavens lived in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head as I lay in bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and lop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze amid the tender grass of the field. Let him, and here's where you kind of get the sense that Maybe this is talking about Nebuchadnezzar, right? Maybe this tree is a symbol, and that's what Daniel's going to tell Nebuchadnezzar. The tree is a symbol for him, for his empire in a sense, or him specifically, that Nebuchadnezzar has grown great. And underneath of Babylon, right, the nations of the earth, many peoples and languages sort of take shelter, but he is about to be brought low. Let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let a beast's mind be given to him, and let seven periods of time pass over him. And then listen to verse 17 here. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end, meaning what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of Nebuchadnezzar's humiliation, his humbling? To the end that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets it over the lowliest of men. Now, here's what I told our folks on Sunday. So so again, Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. He sees the tree is going to be cut down, right? And Daniel tells him, this is about you. And Daniel calls him to repent. He says, look, turn away from your pride. Turn away from your wickedness. Maybe God will lengthen the days of your prosperity before he, he brings you low. God does, Nebuchadnezzar does not do that. God humbles him for seven periods of time, right? We're not exactly sure how long, but likely seven years. Nebuchadnezzar basically has a mental break and he is out in the beasts, right? In the fields with the beasts and he, he loses his mind. And then God, at the end of that, restores him when he looks to heaven. And and his pride has been brought low. He's been humbled. And at the end of all that, he says, man, God is the most high. He is the ruler of the, of the kings 
of earth and he gives praise to God. So here's what I want to highlight. That verse 17 says the purpose of all that is that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it over to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. I told our folks on Sunday, God humbles with a purpose. God is not humbling Nebuchadnezzar just for giggles. And he's not humbling Nebuchadnezzar just to say, you know, ha, look, I'm the highest, right? You are the lowest. God is humbling Nebuchadnezzar for Nebuchadnezzar's own good. That Nebuchadnezzar might learn not to walk in pride and ultimately come to know who God is. And not just Nebuchadnezzar, but that all might see this humbling and come to know that God is sovereign over the kingdoms of the world. And that's, that is not mean on God's part. If God humbles you or God humbles me in order that we, in order that the people around us might come to truly know him. I use the rhyme on Sunday, right? He brings us low so that we might know that we might know him. Ultimately, that's a blessing because the greatest thing, the greatest thing for us is not that we continue to walk in our pride, but rather that we truly know who God is and we see him for who he is and we see ourselves in right relationship to him. It's not mean for God to show us, even maybe a little painfully at times, hey, you are not God. Uh, He is God. That's what the Proverbs tell us, that the beginning of wisdom, the first book of Proverbs, verse 7, says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If we want to truly know anything, If we want to truly be wise in any way, shape, or form, we have to understand this fundamental, foundational truth about reality, and that is that there is only one God, and we are not Him. That the Lord God, Yahweh, is God. And so even when He humbles us, He does it with a purpose, that we might know Him. And then consider this, right? When we read on in the Scriptures, we come to the gospel, right, to the good news of Jesus Christ. What we see is that uh, God there did not humble us, but rather he humbled himself. Jesus took on the ultimate humiliation of being whipped, spit on, mocked, and hung up naked on a cross, bearing the sins of the world, dying in seeming shame, that he might then on the third day be raised from the grave, that we might be saved. Yes, God humbles us that we might not walk in pride, we might know him, but ultimately God humbled himself in the form and in the work of Jesus Christ, his son, that we might know him and have right relationship with him. Let me pray for you, and then I wanna encourage you to take some time to reflect on that and to pray for yourself today. Father, thank you that all your ways are just and you are good. Lord, thank you even when you humble us, when you humble others. God, you are working that for a purpose that we might know you and see who you are. And thank you, Lord, that you humbled yourself by becoming obedient, Jesus, to the point of death, even death on a cross in order to save sinners like us. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take some time now to pray for yourself.